Yo, yo, what up, man? Hey, what's going on, my brother? How are you? I'm great, man. How are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Just Good, another man. blessed day. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's right. That's what's up. Um, well, first, I want to invite you onto my show. So welcome to the uh, Be Your Own Hero show. Um, I know that we've been uh, connected for a while on Facebook and social media, and I wanted um, the whole point of me inviting people on is to kind of get um, other people's perspectives on how they got to their journey because we mm-hmm. all have started from somewhere, right? So mm-hmm. um, I was just curious about how you got into, um, and I could be wrong, but I think you said you were a pastor or you are a pastor as well as an right. author. Right, um, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering when did that transition happen from not kind of not knowing what you wanted to do to deciding that you know what pastor is one of my callings and then that's going to open up a bridge of opportunities for everything else right right yeah man well everything began um in and i want to say between 2001 2002 because um you know, sometimes a lot of it is like a blur in terms of, you know, how things happen. Because uh, in 2000, um, that was when I gave my life to God. Uh, I was in county, I was in county jail and I was facing 15 years uh, for, for a grand theft. And so uh, I was caught red handed, you know. And so at that time, my wife was pregnant with our first son. So... I was I was truly in one of those back against the wall, you know, moments where I had to make a decision because I've been running the streets and just doing a lot of terrible things um, with myself and to myself. And so, you know, long story short, uh, this was that moment where everything kind of culminated, where I had been running from God, running in the streets and doing so much dirt that this was the moment where, okay, you have, you know, your girlfriend, she's pregnant. Uh, and I didn't, and I didn't grow up with the father. Uh, and you know, for many years, my mother was strung out on drugs and alcohol. And so I knew my family roots and I didn't want to perpetuate that. I didn't want to have that continue. Although I was still in the streets, it was like this consciousness to not wanting that to continue to be my legacy. Um, so Sunday morning, man, um, I'm locked in County and they have an opportunity for Sunday service. It's like a like a 45 minute service where they take the inmates and they take you down the hall, put you in a room and you listen to these women from the local church, you know, preach or whatever. And so, you know, I just heard this story, man. They just shared about the life of Jesus. And they said, uh, you know, everybody put your head on the table. And if you want to give your life to God, you know, just raise your hand. And I always tell the story, man, it was like my right hand just, it, it was like it had a mind of its own. Like I didn't even have time to compute, dude. It was just, my hand just flew up and yeah. they brought me down to the front. They prayed over me, man. Um, and then my pastor at the time who actually, you know, helped with a lot of the legal, you know, uh, fees and everything to, to help get me some representation um, for my case. He came yeah. to my rescue, and and so I got released the next week. Uh, made some deals. Uh, God was definitely involved in in that. I was able to repay back the money that I had stolen, and um, from that moment, I began to serve and attend church. A year later, my wife and I had well, my girlfriend then, my wife now, um, we had the opportunity to move to you know southern california with our pastor as a way of moving with him to take over this new full-time position as a head pastor out here and uh, so we prayed about it man we fasted we prayed we thought about it and we really felt god was saying to come out here we did not know what we were doing i was 23 at the time my wife was you know 18 at the time so we young cats in the Lord, young in our faith, man. You know, we, we didn't know nothing from nothing, but we just believed that we heard from God. So yeah. we moved out here. And th- to answer your question, I know this is kind of a long way around to kind of get to it, but I just kind of wanted to, to kind of like give you that backdrop of um, once we got out here, I was given the opportunity to share 
a 15 minute message uh, on anything that I wanted to, you know, talk about. And I was a part of a, of a men's group. And I shared about the life of Jesus out of Mark 135. And just, you know, I just shared my perspective again, just, just, you know, just a young cat, not knowing much of anything, never been to seminary, dropped out of college when I was 19 with a full ride. Um, yeah. So, you know, I didn't have any education, didn't go to, you know, Bible school and nothing like that. But I gave this message and there was a pastor named Eric Brown who uh, since passed away. But he he came up to me after I gave that 15 minute, you know, word or message, whatever you want to call it, man. And he put his hand on my shoulder. And he looked me in the eye and he said, Travell, you are a teacher. And I always tell people, man, that it was in that moment, you know, that those five words changed my life. And I, and I always tell people, man, five words can change your life. When you when you fill in that blank, like when you put your name there, you know, yeah. Travell or David or, you know, whoever. And you say to yourself, I am a and whatever you put in that blank you know determines everything because you're you're confessing what you believe that you are and so he said you are a teacher and I had never thought about that never known that never saw myself as as that um but that that's what began the journey man was he gave me identity not who I was or why I was but he told me what I was and I took that you know spiritual gift I took assessments tests um, I just I, I mean, I just ran with it, dude. I just ran with it. I was just on like on fire because it was the first time I had anything to like, like draw from. Like, I'm not a thug. I'm not a I'm not a hood rat. I'm not a dude. I'm not a gangster. I'm not a I'm not a you know, all this crap that the world puts on you. I'm not none of that. I'm a teacher. Like, wait a minute. I've got the ability to communicate. So I took that man. Ran with it, dude. Um, got involved in the church, began to teach prayer, began to, you know, teach men how to pray, uh, wrote a book on prayer. And then in 2006, um, after 21 days of fasting and prayer, 2006. And by the way, after years of people telling me, oh, you're going to be a pastor. Oh, you're going to have a church. Oh, you're going to do this. You're going to do that for God. And I was I was just pushing it all away. Like, yeah, I hear what y'all saying. But until God says something, I ain't trying to do it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, because I saw success in hearing from God. So, I mean, for us to even come to Cali, like coming from the Midwest, dude, where rent, just to give you a perspective, if you ain't never been to Ohio from the Midwest, I'm from the shy originally, but Ohio, we was paying $300 for a mortgage for two houses, a duplex. You come to Cali, wow, you 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 do you paying three fifty for your gas bill, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. but that's all God, dude. That's all faith because we did hear from God and He's been providing for us ever since. But back to that story again. It was just after those years. Um, again, 2006, I went on a 21 day fast, and um, at the end of uh, 21 days, man, actually day 21, I woke up at five in the morning. And uh, I went to the scriptures, man. And I believe that I, I felt in my heart that God was saying, you are a pastor. You, you, you are my servant. You, you know, these are the things that you're going to do. These, these are the things that you're going to say. And uh, I believed him. And so from there, man, it was a two year process to get ordained as an actual yeah. licensed ordained minister. So, yeah. Well, that's definitely a, um, an awesome start, man. And I could definitely, uh, in my own way relate to that um, because mm-hmm. I too am familiar with the five words that people will speak over you. Um, mm-hmm. Mine were a little bit different. Um, I, before I became a man of, of ridiculous, and I do mean ridiculous, uh, passion and ambition, mm-hmm. just knowing what it is that I want to do, um, I was very irresponsible. I was very careless and just not wanting to be responsible. And mm-hmm somebody much like yourself they pulled me to the side Mm -hmm. um and again those those five words man they said um Mm -hmm. great things are expected of you uh i didn't know where it came from i didn't know how it would manifest i didn't know what i was supposed Mm -hmm. to do um Mm -hmm. but i don't take anything for granted i I treat everything Mm -hmm. like a lesson i really do Mm -hmm. and it was after those five words um, of hearing great things were expected of me that I really started to question everything. 
I, I started mm-hmm. to question what people was telling me. Was they telling me the truth? Were they lying? Where was it coming from? How how did they come to that conclusion? I just mm-hmm. questioned everything. And I really, um, I'll never forget it. I was about uh, 24. Um, when I got baptized, I turned myself over to God myself. Mm-hmm. I got baptized. And it's funny, after that, that's when the ideas of book writing started to come after mm-hmm. my baptism mm-hmm. um, and I, di- I didn't look at it like that until recently until I really took a pause like we talked about on, mm-hmm. on Facebook and it's f- it, it brought me to tears actually because mm. I had before that like I said I was very careless I didn't I had the potential to do well in school I just didn't because I thought mm. school was boring so I didn't going to school was not my thing was not my thing at that mm-hmm. time and it's funny how God works because after I made the transition to being a man of purpose being a man of passion and ambition and just wanting to give out to other people um, I've been able to go back to schools I, I've talked to schools I've talked wow. to I even um to bring things full circle, I even mm. spoke at my old elementary school that I was once a student at and encouraged <laughs> wow. um, some of the other people to become more creative and express themselves and become entrepreneurs or whatever God calls them to do mm-hmm. outside of the traditional um, nurse, police officer. Not that there's anything wrong with those because we all need a job. But right, right. Outside of the outside of the traditional normal job, I was mm-hmm. I just and it's funny. Um, I was actually the only person in the building when I did go that was on the creative side of things. That had a podcast. That had books. That had um, my own brand and stuff like that. Right. So it's funny how it's definitely amazing how God works man and it and it mm-hmm. I, I definitely share your experience with turning over to God mm-hmm. um, like I said before that I was lazy I was careless I wasn't worried about responsibility or anything and now to be a couple of books in to have a podcast and to be able to motivate people on my own when I didn't go I didn't go to school for this I didn't right I didn't like I didn't go to school for this. I didn't um, take a course on it. I just <laughs> used um, my Microsoft Word documents as a blank canvas, and I just, mm-hmm. I just let it speak. I didn't try to control anything. I don't, or anything like that. I just let whatever I'm led to write about and speak about and things like that. That's what I go with. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely. Um, share your sentiment on the power of turning to God and turning to like the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not really an interview, bro. Yeah. This is more of a conversation. No, no, yeah. uh-huh. um, yeah. This is more of a conversation. Not so much an interview, but... Um, no, that's the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm learning that. I'm learning that. And I like them a lot better, to be honest with you. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, because I've studied... Mm-hmm. Um, some some interviewers and I feel like it's so formal. Like yes. you just have a question and then you wait for the other person to answer and then you ask another question. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to be that type of interviewer. I really don't. So I just mm-hmm. so I I let that be known um, up front when I'm interviewing people or just wanting to have conversations with people. Like this is not really an interview, it's more of a conversation. So mm-hmm. whatever you feel like sharing, feel free to share. Whatever you want right. to share. Mm-hmm. So um, how did you come up with the book? How did you was that shortly after you made the transition to becoming a pastor, or was that much later? Yeah, the, well, the, my uh, first book, um, "The Corridor to Confidence," that that book was birthed out of a a desire to see men pray because mm. um, that was one of my staples, and I'm going to be doing a lot more. Uh, live broadcasting and a lot more um, content creation 
around this topic uh, because I think that it's that it's in season right now. I think when I wrote the book initially, you know, sometimes things are just prior to their time. They're they're, they're just kind of, yeah. you know. So, but um, that 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 book, the corridor to confidence, that was written for um, the purpose of filling a void because my pastors had taught me early on, like almost immediately, the concept of EMP, early morning prayer. And it's a concept of getting up before the break of, of light. So whether it's four o'clock, three o'clock, five o'clock, basically, and I've kind of taken on my own spin to it. I, I basically teach people get to yourself or get to God before the world gets to you. Because if you let the world wake up, and the yeah. text messages go off and the telephone started ringing and you start cutting on cable and you start looking and, 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 and you start checking Instagram and you start checking phone, you know, Facebook, the world has gotten to you before you've had a chance to get to yourself. So, um, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to teach men how to pray, man, because in the church, I'm like, yo, where's the brothers that's getting up at five in the morning. Now, maybe now again, that's not judgment because maybe in your area, you got men that's on their face at five in the morning, getting before God, getting it in. You know what I'm saying? Get, you know, but where I was in out here in Southern California in my church, the women was holding it down. Like when it was morning prayer time, it was me, it was me, uh, my pastor, and it was just a gang of women. And them women was going in, and man, you come up out of there you know, on fire, inspired, you know, encouraged, you've interceded for other people, you know, you've gotten in your time with God. And we, and we would run this man Monday through Friday. Uh, And now we have our, you know, Monday through, I think it's Saturday uh, prayer line. And so anyway, the point was, I, I wrote the first book for helping men how to pray because I felt like God was saying men don't pray because men don't have confidence in prayer and men are not going to gravitate towards something that they don't have confidence in. So it was like, yo, okay, let me let me take from my experience because I love prayer. Like it is my number one. Like I love it. I, I mean, I, I I eat it like like it's like it's like it's candy. I love my time in prayer. And I'm like, why aren't other men that thirsty for prayer? So that's what inspired that first book was just me wanting to see brothers. Um, you know, stop like 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 stop missing out on something that's like so amazing and is there, you know, available every day. And we just kind of wake up and just head out for our day and we get beat up all day long, but we don't get edified, we don't get built up. So we so we definitely get beat up, but we don't get built up. Um, yeah. so yeah, so that so that was the first book. Yeah. And that was that was yeah, that was right after I got ordained because I released that one in 2008 and I got ordained in 2000 no no I'm sorry I released that two years before being ordained before being ordained so I got called to the ministry in 2006 I got inspired to write the book that same year I released the book two years later 2008 and then and then I got ordained 2010 nice man yeah yeah Um, that's definitely powerful, man. And I think, especially with these times with the coronavirus and mm-hmm. <laughs> survive tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, I think prayer is needed. Yeah. I, I think that, and I had a conversation with somebody about um, the deeper significance of the coronavirus. Mm. Um, um, and I saw this quote on Facebook, man, I'll never, I'll never forget it, but it mm. said, there's no sports arenas are open. There's no restaurants open. And then at the end of the of the quote, it said, um, can I have your attention now? And it said, by God. So I think wow. uh, on a deeper level, outside of all of the unfortunate things that are happening, I think mm-hmm. that this is God's way of getting us back to him first. Because yep. Yep. like you said, a lot of people, they... Not that I'm sure that they don't mean to, but a lot of us are ready to. As soon as the, as soon as we wake up, we're ready to grind. We're ready to go get it. We're ready to, ready yeah. to work. Ready to, yeah. not pause. Yeah. We're, not pause. we're ready to yeah. just go out and get it because mm-hmm. that's what we've been told to do. So that's automatically what we do. We go out and we get it, and then we 
come back home and we rest and we chill and then we do the same thing again and then mm-hmm. before you know it it's been a week it's been two weeks before we've said what we're grateful for before we said a prayer before we've done anything that's related to appreciation so i wow. think um on a deeper level man i really do think that prayer is needed i, I do and i think yeah. that with everything going on honestly speaking i think this is god's way of getting us to slow down yeah. and not feel like we have to be um which is a, a personal lesson that i'm dealing with is not having to work all the time yeah. being okay with resting being okay with you don't have to be on a thousand every day you can have <laughs> a day where you just well not the whole day but at least an hour or two where you mm-hmm. just you're not working you're just yeah. kind of reflecting and just chilling out so yeah. i definitely feel your message behind the importance of prayer and mm-hmm. i think that it should have been something that um we touched on a long time ago i don't think that it coronavirus should have Man. I don't think we should have taken coronavirus <laughs> right. to encourage us to do prayer or to mm-hmm. encourage us to show gratitude or show what we're grateful for, show appreciation for whoever. Um I don't think it should have taken that, but unfortunately that's what it took. Yeah. So I think going back to your original message, I think that mm-hmm. definitely prayer is super important. I think. Yeah. So. yeah. Did you have anything that you wanted to ask me? I know I've been rambling, but no, no, I like no. <laughs> no, 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 man. I'm I'm good with the easy flow too, man. No, I, I um, no. W- w- one thing that that you know I was going to ask because I am someone who aspires to begin a podcast, um, mm-hmm. and and it's really not one of those things where I was, or to be honest, not even still very excited about it. Um, but I'm learning that it's not. Is not necessarily uh, needing to have a certain feeling behind something, but knowing that it's something that is evident, something that is that is that is being affirmed and being confirmed um, yeah. for me to do. So, right. So there are some things that God will call you to do. And, and, and you're like, yo, I cannot wait to do that. And then some other <laughs> right. Like, oh, you me, God, like you picked me to do that. All right, bet. let's do it. But then there's other things yeah. that's like, man, really? Like, you really want me to learn that skill set? Really? Like, but I thought we was about to do this over here, God. Like, not, now we, now we got to add that. And so yeah. I'm very uh, tech, what do you want to call it? I'm very tech um, shy or, you know, like, basically, I don't like tech. I don't like tech. Um, I'm a very <laughs> organic. Yeah, dude, like, give me some, give me some outside grass. Give me some mountains, some hills. Give me some... Uh, open air fishing give me some lake you know like I, i'm i'm very nature based and yeah. so um but anyway um one of the one of the things i was going to ask you is um kind of where where did you get the idea for starting starting your own um podcast but then even more importantly where do you see the value in podcasting so almost like a two part question like where did your your spark come from to even do one and then now that you've been doing it for a while where do you see the value uh in actually doing one uh well well actually man i i got uh the spark to do a podcast from my books actually um i fell in love with Hmm. i fell in love with being expressive um Hmm. which is how i view my books um Hmm. so my first book was me being introverted formally introverted and breaking out of just doing as I was told by people. So that was my first book. And then the third the third book that I'm currently on that I just released was about just a combination of my experiences and how everybody is a king in their own right, a king or queen in their own right. And so mm-hmm. thinking about my experiences as an author so far um, and how I love being expressive and not feeling like I have mm. to check in with people when I have something that I'm really passionate about saying. And so wow. I used that uh, I used that concept and brought that over to podcasting. Um, mm. So 
podcasting is just an extension of me just expressing how I feel. That's really all it okay. is to me. Um, and that's why I love it so much, you know, because even with podcasting, if I'm feeling something at three in the morning, I can pull out my phone hmm. and record something at three in the morning. And I don't <laughs> wow. really have to check with anybody. Um, especially <laughs> if I feel like the message is strong enough. So mm-hmm. for me, it was really about expression. That's really what drew me into podcasting. Um, and the benefits of it, uh, I see it as a legacy piece. Broadcasting okay. is something that, much like books, will always be here. It'll always be around. It's not wow. going anywhere. So wow. even if somebody doesn't pick up on my message within the first month or within a week, Mm-hmm. within three days after I do it somebody could come along my and find my podcast about maybe five years after I've moved on to something else and be inspired mm-hmm. by a message so to me it's about legacy building it's really a nice legacy mm-hmm. piece for me um, so I don't control what I say when I say how I say it whatever day I'm going to say it whatever the spirit tells me to say that's what I say. And that's really mm-hmm. the concept that I've kind of adopted with my podcast after um, after my books, you know, and realizing that books are a great legacy piece. It's always a great conversation starter when you tell people that um, that you've written a book, whether you've written one, whether right. you've two, it's always a great conversation starter. And so I, I really started to view everything as legacy pieces. And so I mm-hmm. I didn't know when I was going to do the podcast, but much like you said, it was just something that God told me to go with. So I just, I didn't ask no questions. I didn't fight him about it. I wasn't stubborn. I went with it. <laughs> right. I, I right. went with it. You know, it was just one of those things that I went with and it just, it fit with my overall message of my books and just being honest and being transparent, it fit that. And so nice. that, that's really where it came from, man, you know? And so that's how I view it. I view it as more of a legacy piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome, man. Now, you know, that's the second time I've heard that this week, um, which made me take, take note. I've got my little, I got this little, uh, I guess you want to call it what it's not a diary, but it's like a little notepad yeah. that I take and I and I just scribble down thoughts or you know ideas and 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 whatnot. And so as you were speaking, I made a note to myself, you know, take note that I've heard this from from two men that I respect, yourself and another brother. I, actually, a brother. I'm I'm gonna be on his on his live show this Thursday, um, but we were chopping it up and he said the exact same thing. Uh, he was talking about this idea or this concept of uh, legacy pieces and I'm going to move uh, I'm in my backyard like I said I like being outside but yeah. I see the gardener guys are, are coming around so this is truly uh, off the cuff recording right now <laughs> but um, let me get out of his way because they're in their little air blowers so I'm going to just move locations real quick but um, th- that was the second time that I you know, heard that, that uh, concept this week man was um, do it for this legacy piece and you don't have to I mean even though he's you know he's got a great following um, and he can see you know some of the fruit of his labor already yeah he was more mind he was more minded or, or he was more legacy minded than he was trying to get instant results and yeah. so hearing you say that it's like that's that's really starting to like resonate with me like maybe that's something for me to really consider um because one you know one of the things that inspired me to to write the book was one was i said books travel into places that i'll never have access True. so i said okay cool let's let's write this book because somebody over in china can get the book which is one one of the countries that i really desire to have an influence in uh, because of the uh, suicide rate just the whole just the whole continent you know Asia you know Japan um, you know China just that whole area because of 
how hard they can be just as a culture uh, on themselves. Uh, but I knew that, hey, my book can get recommended on Amazon by somebody and be in the hands of somebody that I'll never meet. Yeah. Um, but my content will get there. But then the other thing is, is that I, I also knew that books would outlast me. So I said, oh, I'll be dead and gone in, you know, 80, 90, 100 years. But the book, that's going to be on bookshelves. That's going to be online. That's going to be available. That you know, you know, I got four kids. They're going to be selling or they're going to be running the company long after I'm gone. Yeah. So, so that really, you know, stuck with me. So hearing you say it's a legacy piece, like, ah, man, that makes sense. Like that really, but now that really has me thinking, you know what? I mean, not that I wasn't going to do the podcast, yeah. but now even more so you saying that gives, gives it a different life and gives it a, a different like, you know, like, okay, now I like this idea. Now I can see how that can fit into into everything else that I'm doing. So now my goal is just to make it as seamless as possible, to not make it like a chore, but just to make it as something that just flows with what I already have going on. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for sharing that perspective because uh, if, if, if I only saw it as tech, then it, I was going to put up resistance. And I would I would eventually do it, but it would be done kind of like grudgingly yeah. or without any clarity. But looking at it as a legacy piece gives me clarity. Like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm putting it out there and at the proper time, in the proper season, the right person will come along to to uh, grab it. Yeah. I it took a while for me to grasp um the whole idea of legacy myself. And mm-hmm. I um my grandfather played a big part in that because I watched him pass mm. away. Um, he passed away um, a couple of, of years ago. And okay. that was around the same time that I had gotten baptized. And oh, wow. I, remember, I remember going out to Mississippi, uh, which is where he was raised at. And I found out from... Because initially I wasn't going to go because I, I don't like funerals. Mm. I don't like down energy I'm not a down person so I do I try not to be <laughs> depressing energy so I initially yeah. wasn't gonna go I wasn't but um my mother had approached me at that time and said um because she had got the call um that he had passed and she said mm. we're taking a su- surprise trip to Mississippi and I said okay I was like, I was like all right I'm down to go no, I'll pay my respect. Mm-hmm. And um, when we got there, I was having a conversation with my aunt. And she revealed to me that my grandfather was very business-minded and very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. And he had his own business. Mm-hmm. He, had his, um, he had a couple of companies that he started. And uh, I was kicking myself because I wish that somebody had... Told, it, told me that information sooner but mm-hmm. but you never find out things when you're not supposed to or at least that's how I view it now and that's right I took that I, I took that and of course I, I cried my eyes out but I took that mm-hmm. small message and it really made me shift from going back to what I was telling you before about being just a man of laziness and no purpose to mm-hmm. now I was overcome by purpose and right. um, finding out that he passed and just those last few words um, that's what's really made me look at like legacy and leaving something behind for somebody else and paving the way for somebody mm-hmm. else and mm-hmm. that's really why I'm not so much worried about the money aspect I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. um, I feel like as long as my message is genuine and as long as somebody could feel uh, what I'm trying to say and what I'm passionate about saying then the right people will come so I yeah. stepped away from just being driven by money I, I really mm-hmm. lean more towards um, being about purpose and being about mm-hmm. What is somebody else going to say that comes after me or that comes behind me? What are they going to say? Mm. 
You know what yep. I'm saying? So that's that's yeah. really where the whole legacy like mindset came from. It came from um, just that brief interaction with my grandfather after he passed. And after that, it's just, that's really what it's been about. It's been about legacy and really thinking about my actions before I make them and not just doing stuff off of sporadic or doing things sporadically, you know, and really taking the time out to think like, okay, if I do this today, what's going to be the ramifications tomorrow? Or what's going to be the ramifications (laughs) in a week from now? Instead of that's what's up, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So it, it's really, that's really where the whole legacy mindset thing came from, man. It, it came from my grandfather, and I just, it just stuck with me, and that's what I not preach, but that's what I share with people, like whenever they ask me. So that's where it came from. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah, and and the whole part about thinking through, you know, what what is this decision, you know. Um, what is it going to look like tomorrow? I, I'm, as you're saying that, I'm reminded of by, um, I have a mindset coach who who uh, works with me, and he, one one of the things that he's you know taught me is is to not make a decision out of a state, um, that yeah. you don't want more of, you know. So you know you know if you're angry, listen, that's not the time to make decisions. Feel feel what you're gonna feel, let it ride. But don't make a decision because decisions are going to only bring more of the state in which you made the decision, you know, in. And so listening to what you what you're saying, it it made me reflect on when I was locked up. It it was my initial decision was to lie about it um, because I didn't know if they had evidence or not. So it was this. I'm a, I'm a deny that I did it. I'm a, I'm a keep it under wraps and just say, no, I didn't do it. Um, but now looking back at it and listening to what you're saying, looking back at it, it was that decision that I made to come clean and to say, okay, yeah, I did it. You know, how can we work this out? Yeah. Um, that's led to, you know, now I'm married for 20 years. Now I have four healthy, you know, strong, brilliant children, you know, um, and just looking at the life that I have today, had I stuck with the other decision, I don't know where my life would be, but all I can kind of reflect on is where it is based on the one that I did make. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, you really highlight something that's 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 major, you know, for the listeners as well. And, you know, major for me to remember is like, you know, when I jump off this call today, it's going to be again okay for the rest of today again I don't have to grind to where it becomes a burden but I do have to be conscious and sensitive to what what things am I going to accomplish for today because those things weigh heavily in what's to come in my tomorrow into my next week into my next month into my next year Yeah. Um, so it's not just you can't just flippantly do or not do because everything that you do or not do it's going to show up in greater measure later on. Yeah. So that's real, man. That's, that's real right there. Yeah, man. Um, and, uh, and another thing to go along with, with, uh, with what you were saying, man, mm. when you start to realize that it's not about you, it changes how mm. you, learn. it changes how you, mm. how you um, push yourself forward. When you realize that mm-hmm. it's not, you're not the center of it. people depending on you when you realize that there's Mm. whether it's your mother whether it's your kids whether it's your your spouse when you realize that there's people depending on you to make a decision Mm -hmm. and you're not the only person that could pay for that decision it really Mm. changes how you make decisions like that or at least it does I feel like it does it really oh yeah oh yeah changes how you make decisions when you realize that okay well it's not just about me no more I got a wife I got kids I got I got my mother to worry about I got my father to worry about I got whoever whoever you have to worry about Mm -hmm. so that's right yeah man that I didn't know I was look at it like that you know I used to I used to look Mm -hmm. at it um 
that whatever decisions I made, I would deal with. But it's yes, me too. too. Sometimes it's I, I've come to realize that it's not that simple. Um, no. Sometimes the people, even though you don't mean for them to, sometimes the people that you that are close to you pay for your decisions. Sometimes. Yeah. And that's right. You know what I'm saying? So I've mm-hmm. slowly but surely have come into that mindset of like thinking before I just do stuff and just not <laughs> just jump, not just jumping in because it sounds good, not just jumping in because <laughs> there's, there's ketchup and mustard all over it, but there's nothing underneath. Uh-huh. Like it's just ketchup and mustard. Like you gotta, right. <laughs> you, gotta think before you, you gotta think before you do stuff sometimes. Man. So I, right. <laughs> and I'm learning, believe me, but uh, yeah, but yeah, man, that was a slow lesson for me to learn, you know, and to, it's just think before you do stuff. Cause mm-hmm. somebody somewhere is going to remind you of a decision you made or a decision you didn't make. Yeah. So, wow. and you might not even see them coming either. They might just be yeah. watching something you said on social media and then they approach you mm. up in the street about it. And you didn't know because they didn't like, they didn't comment or nothing. So, right. Yep. And I've been caught in a few of those. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been caught in a few of those. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's, that's, that's really just where I'm at with it right now, bro. Um, yeah. And it took a while. It took some some lessons for me to get there for sure. But if I could help somebody else not make those mistakes, then I'll do that. Like that, that's not a problem mm-hmm. for me, bro. Yep. <laughs> I agree, man. Totally. Totally, totally. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I'm just loving, you know, just this this um just this season of life that I'm in. Um, because I didn't realize, um, you know, just the power of um, connections and and yeah. connecting. Because you know, as as people that have our tendency, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, being go getters, you know, you know, being, you know, almost like I call it the the like this ambition avalanche. Like 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 we always <laughs> just like man, we just always like. Any, any, anything that we touch, we just overwhelm it yeah. because we're overwhelmed by the passion, yeah. right? And, and so, I know for me, you know, um, and I'm just at the like I'm just in the beginning stages. Like literally, I'm I'm like weeks and months into this, like fresh. Yeah. Uh, but it finally broke. Was you know you 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 can put out content. You you know you can communicate. You know you can put out stuff like that. But but the key to communication is connection yeah and sharing your space um and finding good people man people with good energy finding good people that 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 you can that you can really rock with and you can really invest in that 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 you know you can really pull from and th- and they can pull from you yeah um but but you know just having that connection because i was always you know, content heavy, you know, write the book for the sake of writing the book. And yeah, I want to influence lives, but I'm so concerned about writing the book that you miss the whole other component. Like a book written doesn't mean a whole lot unless it connects with the, with the people who are supposed to read it. So, um, again, you know, I, I can like go down that trail, but my point is, is just even in this moment, I'm just appreciating this conversation because a year ago, months ago, I wouldn't have had this conversation. Like I, I wouldn't have connected with you or, yeah. you know, been at as you know open, um, because I didn't value and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the value in true connection and sharing the space. Um, yeah, because because again, like you got your ambitions, you got your dreams. The world has to hear what I'm bringing, and no the, the the world has to um connect yeah with who you are right and then whatever you bring in then that's cool too but if they don't connect with who you are then what you bring in no one's going to accept anyway right um, so yeah i'm just i'm just you know very grateful and and uh just just even in this moment just really appreciating the fact that 
I can even have this conversation that I can start to be a person that someone wants to have a conversation with. Like that's, that's really dope for me to even think like, man, I'm somebody or, you know, I'm being and becoming someone that someone wants to, to even conversate with because I know the old me and, and nobody wanted to be around me. <laughs> so, you know, I, I do, I, I didn't want to be around myself. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, I could definitely identify with that man because at one point um, I was very standoffish with people. I didn't trust anybody. Mm. And much like yourself being a go-getter myself, I felt like I could do it all. I felt like I could do everything. Yep. Um, I wasn't trusting anyone <laughs> with my dream or my message. I, I didn't trust anyone. And somebody pulled me to the side, much like life does. And mm-hmm. they said that you can have all the ambition in the world, but you're only going to burn yourself out. You're only going to get to a yeah. certain point. And then all of a sudden you're just going to crash because you've overworked your yeah. ambition. You've overworked your creativity. You've overworked mm. your passion. And at the time I brushed it off. I said, uh, what do they know? I, I've got this. Then what do they know? And so, mm-hmm. Until a month later, guess what happened? I crashed. <laughs> I crashed right. because my sleep habits were terrible. I wasn't getting no sleep. My sleep habits were terrible. And I really paused and thought about what they said. And then that's when I started just being open and just re- reaching yeah. out to people and just putting out whatever my message was and whoever gravitated towards that message is who I felt was meant to hear that message and not being so picky about who heard the message whoever's meant to hear the message will hear the message and that's really the mindset that I've started to adopt you know is that you don't have to be superman about everything you don't have to be a superhero about everything there are times where you could kind of take the armor off and be vulnerable so mm-hmm. that's been my personal lesson, man. So I'm right there with you, especially with uh, being a passionate person and being a person who knows where they want to go. Sometimes mm-hmm. wishing that it would hurry up, but that's not how that <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely share uh, your sentiment of after a year or two just being open and just being genuinely open you know and realizing Mm -hmm. that you're not the only person going through this that you're not the only person that is passionate about what they do is or ambitious Mm -hmm. or determined whatever word you want to put in there you're not the only person who feels like that so that's been my big lesson man is realizing that you know it's okay to ask for help it's okay to look around and say you know what I don't have all the answers so let me find somebody who has more answers you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah that's been my lesson for sure bro so I'm right there with you as far as just being open with people Mm -hmm. wow All right. I know I'm uh, I probably got maybe like two more minutes before I got to before I gotta run and, and jump on this next call. But um, you know, I, I just wanted to thank you, man. Just, you know, just to thank you for, for having me on on your platform, for sharing it. Um, you know, I look at platforms like babies, man. It's you, you, you don't share them, man. You don't share them, you know, cause I mean, cause even with me now planning to launch mine, you know, in, in a couple of weeks, um, you know, just thinking through how do I, how do I preference that with whoever I'm going to bring on just so that they know this, this is meant for this purpose. And, you know, you just become protective of your baby in that, you know, you know who you're looking to serve and you don't want that to be disturbed and you don't want that to be compromised. So, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to, before we hopped off, you know, just, you know, had the opportunity to express my gratitude and, and, you know, just to say thank you, man, for, for having me on. And, you know, like I said, it, it's the, the opportunity to 
share a space and to share a moment, you know, with somebody uh, is yeah. is is uh, precious, man. So so thank you, brother. Yeah, well, I mean, on the flip side, I think I gotta thank you for being open. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I mean, you could have, even though you're open, you could have very easily said no. You know what I'm saying? You could have yeah, very easily yeah. um, been busy, or you, something could have came up. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. I'm glad that you yourself were open. You know, just open to yeah. having a conversation wherever it went, wherever the conversation right, went, right, <laughs> open. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you as well, man, for sure. And I'm gl- yeah. definitely glad that we connected. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you got a, you got another call to do, so I don't want to take up too, mu- too much more of your time. But again, thank you for coming on to my show, bro. Much appreciated. Oh, thank you. No, it was the pleasure was was all mine, man. Thank you. It was an honor, seriously, man. And and you know, like I said, as soon as I get mine up and running to where I can uh, work out some of the kinks, I had some kinks I was trying to work out the other day with 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 uh, Pierre, and uh, he was just like, man, just hit the button and let's just figure it out. And so that first run was like trash. Like we had to <laughs> we had to end it. We had to delete it and everything else but you know you just live and you learn and and you know again that whole technology but i'm just learning to to try it because that's the only way you're gonna get through it um but you know all 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 that to say um you know once i get mine up and running man i'm, I'm definitely looking to, to to have you on man so looking forward to that yeah for sure man definitely i'll glad be glad to come on cool cool all right well, I do got to rip and run now and, and, and jump on this next this next project here, man. But again, thank you, brother. Much love to you. Much respect to you. Um, and just know, man, just as we continue to partner in prayer, man, I'm, I'm, I'm lifting you up every morning. You are on my list. Uh, you, you are on my top 12. And uh, I got you covered every morning, brother. So much love, respect and success to you and, and all that you say, do and think, man. Likewise, brother. Same to you. And I'll take all the cover I could get. So I'm not complaining at all. I'll take, I'll take all the cover <laughs> I could get. Trust me. Right. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. All right, man. Be blessed. All right. All right. You too, bro. Later. <laughs>